Welcome back to Awaken Agile with Jordan and Adam. Today, we have a very special episode with an ex-colleague of mine by the name of John Andrews. He's currently at Accenture, uh, but we ask him a couple of questions about what it's like being a senior leader in an agile transformation and let him go. And uh, it's a great uh, insight into uh, leadership in an agile transformation and really, really hope you listen to it and enjoy it. So let's get straight into it. Here we go. Welcome back to Awaken Agile uh, with Jordan and Adam. We have a very special guest this week, John Andrews, who is a colleague of mine, ex-colleague of mine, uh, from my days back at Dimension Data. Welcome aboard, John. Thank you. Thank you, Adam. It's, uh, it's great to be here, and Jordan as well. Yeah, nice it's good to see you again, Adam. It's been a while. <laughs> it's been a while. It has been a while. Well, with that, why not? Why don't we introduce you, John, and give us a bit of the, the John Andrews um, story? What uh, What are you doing now? And anything you would like yeah. to share? <laughs> sure, happy to. Um, so, so let's just clear up the mystery in terms of our relationship, Adam. So, uh, <laughs> I worked with Adam for a number of years when we were at a company called Dimension Data, and then uh, latterly NTT limited uh, and in one of my roles during my uh, six to seven year tenure with both of those organizations um, I sparked into life uh, a wholesale large scale global agile transformation moving from a traditional stage gate waterfall approach and model and framework for our service and product development into um, an entirely agile operating model founded on scaled agile and, and safe and, and Adam was one of the key stakeholders in in that transformation and, and the later operationalization and business as usual operation of, of it. I moved to Accenture about a year ago, where I head up the business agility practice for APAC. Um, and I try to do the same for other companies that I did uh, within Dimension Data and NTT Limited. I help them make that shift and transformation transition to a more agile operating model, people process system tools. Mm, mm. which uh, it piqued our interest when when you responded to our request for people who want to come on and have a chat uh, because we haven't had a, a really good opportunity to talk to someone who has been a senior executive leader uh, for an agile transformation. And we, we thought it'd be nice to to chat about what it's like being a senior leader in such a place. Yeah, how do you know that it's it's kind of going going on track and how if it's going off track and uh what are the kind of things that we would would look at look out for so we we might as well start there if that's if that's okay <laughs> of course it is and happy to share the uh, the war stories and show you guards that's <laughs> because it's uh, <laughs> it's for sure uh, mm. I, I think the first thing to say it's a journey and it's it's an infinite journey as Mm. as well so Mm. yeah so you know you pose me the 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 situation guys which is you know as a as a leader with an organization how do you know if your agile transformation is on track 
uh, or perhaps more importantly, how do you know uh, or what are the signs to to suggest um, that it's not on track? Mm. Um, so happy to to discuss that. Let's just start perhaps with a bit of perspective and, and context. I, I was actually reading a, an article just the other day from IDC, the International Data Corp, um, and they forecast that digital transformations of which you know a lot will be agile transformations mm. forecast that that market is going to be around 2.8 trillion dollars <laughs> that's a t wow. that's a t that's a t not a b a t in 2025 which is double anything that um, the world is experiencing at the moment so i think you know the importance of managing transformations the importance of measuring transformations is is so 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 important uh, perhaps never uh, as important as it's going to be over the next couple of years. Mm. Uh, and you say, you know, define on, or you say, how do you know whether whether something's on track? So I think we probably need to just go back a little bit and yep. define what on track means. means. Because, if, you know, yeah, because if if you're on track, it assumes, you know, what that track is. You It assumes, you know, what the destination is. So the conversations I have with with our clients is founded or i try to found them in in what's the business problem what's the business objective what's the business ambition that um that the the client and customer company has because once you know what that is what the business problem is and you start to build a solution to address that problem you can then start to underpin mm. problem objectives the, the the business problems the business mm. ambitions with those metrics and measures so you know is is a company too slow to market is it mm. is it behind the competition is the company a me too rather than a market leader are they mm. you know finding it difficult to find time mm. to get into disruptive innovation and spend mm. too much time on sustaining innovation is everything a priority mm. <laughs> my goodness me show me a company where <laughs> where they've got 20 <laughs> things and they're all priority one of course mm-hmm. um but then you get into things like you know is is employee morale low is attrition mm. and, and employee churn high mm. does it take too long to make decisions you know up and down the organization are there siloed ways of working you know all of these are are, are business problems that that need to be uh, addressed to achieve that um that holy grail of what all companies want to achieve which is doing things quicker better and cheaper. So, so once you you understand what those business problems are, what the business objectives and all the business uh, ambitions are, then you can start to frame out some measures and metrics mm. around um, you know managing that transformation when it's in progress. And uh, mm. I'm sorry, but we have to quote Peter Drucker at this stage, <laughs> oft quoted. Uh, and forgive me for the somewhat cliched nature of it now, but Peter Drucker is, as I'm sure everybody's aware, is a management guru, one of the leading. Um, gurus in the management space. In fact, you know, put management up there as as a function within mm. an organization. He said, if you can't measure it, you can't manage it, mm. and it's, mm-hmm. it's very very true. It's it's interesting. You talk about those things. Not every executive might make the immediate leap to say, okay, we're going to solve these by going to an agile way of working. Um, so I guess there's yeah. a bit of joining of the dots. <laughs> yeah, th- there is. You know, I, I have. You know, a lot of organizations come to me and say, John, we want to implement Scrum or XP, or yep. we want to go safe with the Scaled yep. Agile framework. And, you know, in a very careful and sensitive way, you try and change the conversation around mm. to the why. 
mm-hmm. to quote somebody else, Simon Sinek, start with the why, then get onto the how and, and the what. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so why do you want to to implement safe? You know, what what are those what are those problems? Um, and then I find you know when you get into the defining those problems and or the ambitions, and you start to set metrics, I I look at three lenses, three lenses to to start to to compose and create some kind of framework of of metrics measurement, so you can actually manage your transformation accordingly and. Before we get into those three things, let me just quickly share with you just just some insights about metrics, okay? Because I think they're they're good steerage and guidance points. So don't just use metrics to measure, okay? Define metrics that enable decision making. Mm. Um, Be careful not to overinterpret or underinterpret what Mm. the metrics are are saying. Gemba, I'm sure a lot of people have heard about Gemba. It's a Japanese term for, uh, what is it, for the real place. So you know, go to where the work is being done and experience and witness those metrics at play. So you know they become tangible, and you're seeing them for yourself. So you're not misinterpreting, mm. misinterpreting them, you know, under or over. And don't overdo it. Less is more. As uh, you know, coming from the UK, once upon a time we had a Stella Artois um, advert, a uh, famous Belgian beer, and uh, they they founded their marketing on less is more, and it absolutely is um, when it comes to the quantity of metrics. Mm. And then there's the three lenses, okay? So, uh, and I I think you can you know triangulate these these lenses along the way. So the first, so so let me just start. The three the three lenses are those business and functional agility metrics. So mm-hmm. business and functional agility. And there are things like, you know, let's mention Scaled Agile and Safe again. They've got the business agility assessment. That's a fantastic tool. You've got leadership agility. And I'll say a little bit more about that in a minute. And then the third part of the triangle, you've got your business performance metrics. You know, they're the ones that really matter. They're the ones that matter to the most senior executives, and rightly so within a business is, you know, so, so what? So you're going through, we're going through an agile transformation or a transformation. It's a change program. So what? You know, it's, it's the, the, the hardcore quantifiable business metrics that need to come out. So, so if you look at those three lenses, you've got your business function agility. And this is where you can measure things such as does the organization, the business, or indeed a function or a couple of functions that are going through a transformation, do they make data-driven decisions? Mm. Those mm. decisions pivot, persevere, or stop, as we say. Do they combine SMEs, you know, subject matter experts from a team perspective into, into cross-functional teams that can deliver end-to-end value have they got short cycles of work that they can deliver value quickly and uh, and frequently um have they got long lived teams where there's high levels of interaction and collaboration do they use prioritization methodology so you know these are all the indicators the metrics that you can use that gives you yes it's a qualitative view but nonetheless it's a view in terms of the business stroke functional agility then you get on to leadership agility as the, the second um, you know, uh, part of the triangle here. Um, something that is becoming increasingly more important, you know, culture eat strategy for breakfast, as our uh, free, just recently quoted man said once upon a time. And it for sure does every single day of the week. If you can have the best processes, systems, tools, um, for a transformation, an agile transformation on the planet. But if you've got the wrong behaviors, mindsets within the organization, especially 
from the leadership. Um, mm. uh, unfortunately, you know, your transformation is is going to be compromised. Uh, mm. it's, it's in great jeopardy. Um, so from a leadership perspective, and, you know, shameless plug here, uh, Accenture um, are, are really big on this. And in fact, a little while back, acquired a company called Cirrus, who are world-leading experts in terms of agile leadership maturity and they have a uh, just stripping it back to your very simple dynamics they have a an eight aspect uh, model that they apply and there are things in there like agile decision making um do, mm. do leaders encourage learning you know mm. is there a an environment of feeling safe mm. um, do, do leaders drive ruthless prioritization right there, there are these these things uh, and more that come out and then just finally before i pause pause for breath <laughs> to hear you, you've got the third aspect so you you know you've got your business and functional agility which are qualitative you've got your leadership agility which again are, are qualitative but you can drive some quantitative metrics out of that as well and then you've got the one that really matters so you know your, your business and functional agility your leadership agility they're enablers to drive that third part of the triangulation which is the business performance metrics mm. these are the ones that any company cares about this is where you start to you know have the realization and manifestation of of, of better faster cheaper so you know is your time to market is your time to value uh, value improving um, by you know a certain percentage, are you releasing uh, new capabilities into the market every development cycle, enabling X percent of revenue? Uh, are your employee engagement or satisfaction scores improving, and your churn, you know, your attrition, your your staff attrition, attrition is that reducing? Mm. Is your customer NPS, you know, your net promoter score, is is that improving? Is your OP, your operating profit, you know, is that is that on a, a, an increasing path? Are you driving greater revenues? Uh, mm. Are you adding, you know, X number of product lines uh, in Y number of months into your portfolios? You know, these are all hardcore metrics that you can you can establish to to chart, track and chart the progress of your um, of your transformation. Mm. Mm. Jordan, has that triggered anything for you? <laughs> John, I think I could just sit and listen to you talk for hours on end. <laughs> I could probably talk for hours as well. I, I, I bet you could. I love it. I love it. Um, wow. Wow. So much there. I'm learning so much already. Um, what's come to mind for me is um, like the, these are all the things that we need for the agile transformation. And, um, and I go, yes, cool. I agree. Tick, tick, tick. Sounds mm -hmm. awesome. I love the idea. I, I love the emphasis around culture. I love the idea, emphasis around mind, mindsets and leadership. Super important. And I completely agree. It can't transform if you don't have the right mindsets. What do you do if you don't have the right mindsets and right leaders to drive that agile transformation? What What do you do if you don't have the buy-in? How do you um, How do you keep it holding together after? a certain amount of time because you can transform, but people can go back to their own ways. So that's what's going through my head at the moment. I, uh, it's, it's a great point. Any transformation or any business is, is a system. Yeah. Um, and it needs to be treated and inspected and managed uh, as a system. And, and uh, like any system, it's always subject to change. So, you know, there, there are three things that I've realized over the last years that can get in the way of of a transformation and it's and it's not just you know mindsets behaviors and cultures but there are three things so the first is that transformation 
it's not a point in time. It's a journey. We said that at the mm. top. You've got to evergreen your um, your transformation. You've got to always inspect, always adapt to, to, to what's going on. Never leave it alone from under that uh, microscope or, or magnifying glass for one minute because it will bite your head off uh, and, and start to start to wane and, and ultimately fail. Don't declare victory you know, too soon. It's, it's a journey. That's the first thing. The second thing is, as I mentioned, is, is a system. So, and your system is constantly changing, you know, people, you, you can, you can stand in front of, of your leadership or, or your teams and your SMEs for hours upon end. And you can wax lyrical about, you know, the values, benefits and virtues of, of transforming. And in fact, starting with the why of the transformation, right? Uh, not, not just the, the, the what and the how, how and the what. But you've got to be careful because organizations are constantly changing from a system perspective in terms of people coming in and people going out. And you only need one person to come in within a reasonably senior or influential part of the business that can start to gnaw away uh, the roots of, of the transformation and start ultimately um, or start to you know jeopardize and, and, and compromise it so you know treat treat the transformation like a like a system and, and always address new people coming into the organization um and, and like yeah, to, to answer specifically your question in terms of how do you change mindsets well you know <laughs> That's the toughest thing, right? <laughs> we we we're all born with with our own paradigms in place already, um, and then those paradigms get shaped as we experience things you know, that are going on in our in our lives and, and the environment that, that that we're in at the time. So it's difficult. That's why you've got to keep on top of it. You you've got to understand if there is dissent, if there is you know pushback, or if somebody is uh, being an obstacle or an impediment to change, then you. You really need to listen and understand what their motivation is, you know, what what their concerns and and anxieties are. You know, transformation is a change, uh, and we're none of us like change. We we don't want to change. Everything's fine as it is, although it might not be. Everything's fine as it is. Change is difficult. So so yes, helping people through uh, a transformation by managing it like a change initiative is is really important. And the third thing is, you know, you've got to constantly deliver value. It's very difficult for people within an organization, if we're talking about cultures and mindsets, to dispute positive good news, value and benefit. If your transformation is delivering positive change and it's doing it predictably and it's doing it frequently and consistently, then that's very, very difficult to to dispute and argue against. So you know delivering those quick wins as we as we talk about and and then consistently and constantly thereafter is vitally important because we're going through a transformational change to deliver something better mm. that's what matters so demonstrate that communicate that you know as as regularly as you possibly can mm. that makes sense oh yeah yep love it i love the um emphasis on the um having a microscopic view or don't let you know, don't let your view away from it for a minute. You know um, that I I completely resonate with that. And then I think you know one of the other things you, you said, um, yeah, the telltale signs of of things going awry. <laughs> <laughs> you know, first of all, I don't think I've ever worked in in methodologies and frameworks, ways of working, operating models in my life 
um, where there's been more information and data available when you're working in, in an agile framework. You know, you've got charts galore. You've got burn down charts, burn up charts. You've got ceremonies event and events like retros and demos. You you manage velocity. You, you've got predictability scores. You've got daily standups. You know, all of these things provide a wealth of information, you know, leading indicators often enough mm. as to what's going on um, with your with your transformation. So, you know, I guess the first thing is you know, don't ignore those those data points they're there for a reason and there's never been a richer and, and wealthier um set of, of information and data available than when you're in a uh, you know an agile context and then you've got the um the more systemic things such as you're not seeing a tangible difference rapidly enough i mentioned just just a moment ago about those quick wins it's vitally important to always be on top of that communication piece demonstrate tangibly those those wins and make sure they're realistic you know not artificial because then that will start to undermine mm. confidence but you've got to temper that as well with you know transformations don't deliver massive and significant substantial positive change overnight it's the mm. things take time so there's some expectation management to do there also voices of dissent if your voices of dissent are still quite loud and, and in fact divisive in in the worst case uh, and continue to threaten the transformation that's a sure indicator that you know your work is isn't done quite quite yet um I, you mentioned y- yourself jordan about old and or, or bad habits start to creep back in you know teams start to or individuals smes start to work in isolation again information isn't shared as freely as it could or should be uh taking on too much you know, not not prioritizing things, being overly ambitious about um, the amount of work that you can take on, focusing on is here's a good one. Focusing on outputs, you know, mm. plans and date driven mentality rather than outcomes, actual you know value delivered or or enabled. Other things, you know, senior leadership start to disengage. They become less visible. We very deliberately brought senior executives into our transformation regularly throughout the the transformation itself. Number one, so they could understand firsthand, Gemba, uh, about what's going on with the transformation. Secondly, they're visible um, to the teams that are going through a transformation. It's great that people on the ground going through transformation, which is hard, and it's difficult and challenging. It's great to have that visibility, that conspicuous visibility of senior leaders, you know, coming into the room and and, and declaring their support and sponsorship for, mm-hmm. for what they're doing. And then, of course, those senior leaders will go away and then infect other senior leaders <laughs> by saying, my goodness me, I saw this. You, you know, you've got to go. So, you know, that's when your senior leaders start to disengage, that's a sure enough sign of, of things that could be going a little bit wobbly. And other parts of the business are still working in traditional ways, right? If if your part of the business is is going through a transformation and showing you know, demonstrable, real, tangible success, value, and benefit, that's a real pull. Yeah, you know, that starts to set up a competitive environment across the rest of the organization, and, mm. and other parts of the organization want a piece of it, so they start to to um, to go on their transformational journeys as as well. If if that starts to decline, that that's another indicator. And then finally, value. If you're not delivering enough value, you're not doing it often enough. Um, you know what? Corporate amnesia is very, very strong. 
a corporation very, very quickly forgets how bad things used to be and all of a sudden starts to see what's in front of them and they start to see that things aren't happening quick enough or well enough. So they all of a sudden you start to hear these mutters and murmurings about, oh, you know, we should go back to what we did before. Mm. But that was really bad, wasn't it? Well, it doesn't matter. You know, corporate amnesia is 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 <laughs> is is very strong. Indeed. Well, <laughs> that has been one of the quickest half hours I think I've ever spent. <laughs> um, uh, thank you very very much, John. That was that was awesome. Is there anything else you wanted to wanted to add or say or? Before we you wrap are, up. apart from thank you guys for, for this opportunity, as you can tell, I, I'm very enthusiastic and yes. passionate <laughs> about this, and and that's because you know we 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 talk about um, about purpose, don't we? You know the, the three things of of knowledge workers: autonomy, mastery, and purpose. Right? Let's just talk about the purpose thing. You know, I I firmly and strongly believe because I've seen it. I've seen it myself that businesses, if they transform the way that they work, they can deliver better, you know, quicker, uh, uh, faster, cheaper, and to higher quality. There's absolutely no doubt. It's 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 indis- indisputable. So yeah, so so they're the measures, the metrics, they're the things you can spot. So what is a good trans? Let's just close off. Why not? With mm-hmm. what a good transformation looks like. So. You know, as as you're going through it, the, these are the the positive signs to look out for as you go through it. And at the end, you see continuous and predictable delivery of something valuable. Number one, the ability to adapt and change rapidly and effectively. That's another you know important indicator of a, of a of a successful agile transformation. Solid and intimate understanding of the customer. Let's let's you know we talk about client centricity, customer centricity, but organisations very rarely have the people, process, tools, um, behaviours, mindsets, cultures in place to actually drive that. So that's a great indicator. Value based, not plan based activity and operating model. You know, let's let's move to outcomes away from out- outputs and employee happiness. You know, we've all seen too too often you know, SMEs come into work every day and they just spend eight hours, nine, 10, 12, 15 hours a day banging their heads against a brick wall, mm-hmm. trying to do their very, very best, trying to do the things that they were hired to do. But there's just too many impediments in the way to allow them to to really flourish and, and thrive in, and, and deliver what, what they were brought into the client, client, into the customer to do. So. Yep. Start with a why. Create your KPIs, your OKRs, your measures, your metrics. Regularly measure, regularly report and communicate. Expect and adapt along the way and never assume that your transformation is done. Never. That's probably it. Beautiful. Awesome. Amazing. Yes, we might leave it there. Thank you very much, John. Pleasure. That was great. Thanks, John. Great to see you again. Good to see you. Adam, after all these years. Great to see you too. Thanks so much for listening, everyone. What a session that was. Wow. Uh, I could have sat there and listened to John for a few hours easily. 
Um, I learned so much about agile transformation. I hope you did too. If you want to send us any comments or questions or what your thoughts were, send us at awakenagile at gmail.com or you can follow us on LinkedIn, uh, Jordan Bailey and Adam Murray. Also, uh, John's material, uh, he links to his company we're going to put in the show notes as well. Please feel free to get in contact with him if you so desire. Thanks everyone for listening. Bye for now. Welcome back to a oh, wait. That's that's way too fast. <laughs> no one can understand what I'm what I'm saying. <clears throat> Welcome back to Awaken Agile with Jordan and Adam. <laughs> <laughs> it's you, mate. You're done yet. You just close. You close your eyes. And do it. <laughs> <laughs> close my eyes and do it. Thanks so much for listening, everyone. Wow, uh, huh? what a session. What. You just interrupt me? Don't f it up. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's what I do. That's my that's my thing. I'll go and be I'll go and meet. Yeah, sure you will.